This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Tuesday afternoon, November 21st. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. The holiday season often means some potentially stressful family travel. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, a trio of big box giants is now projecting a lackluster holiday season. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Gerald Storch, CEO of of Storch Advisors and former vice chairman at Target and CEO of Toys R Us based in Vero Beach, Florida. Gerald, thanks for joining us today. What is driving this pessimism by some of the big box retailers? Well, the reality is many of these retailers are showing negative same-store sales. That's the most important measure for a retailer. It says, how are my sales doing this year compared to last year at the same time? And so we've had negative numbers from Target, Home Depot, Lowe's, Best Buy, Macy's and Kohl's, and they all reported negative sales for the third quarter, and, and then it, they all kind of hinted that that negative trend, that slow trend, was continuing into November, which starts the holiday season. So that's why, because the results simply aren't there. And where is this spend going? Is this simply a case of shoppers who bought all of their stuff in 2021 and 22 and have no need for it anymore? They're looking for something else? Or they are going to the discount brands because, like everybody, they're, they've been feeling the bite of both uh, inflation and higher interest rates. Well, great question. And the answer is you're right. <laughs> so they did spend a lot of money during the pandemic, but that money is running out. And also inflation, if you think about it, over a multi-year period now is compounded to the point that everything is just more expensive than it was before. So to the extent they are shopping, they're buying necessities and they're buying from discount sources. So Walmart is an exception having pretty good results, even though they're still saying the consumer is stressed and that they're, they're in trouble. TJX had good results. Again, a value retailer. Costco continues to post good sales. But for most retailers, this is not a good time. And even the ones that are posting good results are saying that it's troubling. So part of the answer is the consumers simply are running out of money. The other part of the answer is they're still spending on services. And so you hear that all the time. They're buying services instead of things. Things like vacations or restaurants for eating out. That's all true. But most of the services they're spending money on are necessities also. Things like rent, which has gone way up, and health care, which has also seen a price increase. Plus, there's all that pent-up health care we weren't getting during the pandemic. We're hanging in home. They have to go out and get that. So that's where the money's going. Not so much to other retailers, unfortunately, but really uh, to necessities of life. 
We're talking to Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors in Vero Beach, Florida. Uh, put on your Target or Toys R Us hat, and uh, if if you see same-store sales tracking down on a year-over-year basis, you have all of this uh, inventory built up for the holiday rush. Does this mean uh, you, we're going to see some deep discounts, even deeper than Black Friday sales, and that potentially shoppers could circle back to them because prices are lower? Well, Black Friday is going to be pretty good. I promise you that. They already know that they have to get rid of this merchandise. And I would say between now and Christmas, all these Saturdays are going to be huge days, including Super Saturday, the Saturday before Christmas. So there will definitely be a lot of discounts. But honestly, a lot of retailers saw this coming, and so they, they have you know been very careful not to buy so much inventory like they did in years past. And so they aren't going to be stuck with quite as much as you might think, given the negative same-store sales. Now, what you are seeing is out of stocks, the things that are more discretionary seasonal items, because those are the things that retailers can't carry over. They don't want to get stuck with those. They'll be in stock on the food and necessities, health and beauty care, because they know they can carry that through. But you can't carry through, you know, Halloween costumes or Christmas trees. And so that's why you saw, I did for sure, Christmas um, uh, uh, Halloween costumes out of stock at retailers all over the country. Gerald Storch, CEO of Storch Advisors, former vice chairman at Target and chairman and CEO of Toys R Us based in Vero Beach, Florida. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, tips to de-stress family trips during the holidays. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Travel Tuesday. Navigating busy airports during the holidays can be very stressful, especially with kids in tow. Let's discuss strategy with Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com based in Chicago. Cindy, thank you for joining us today and it's it's beginning to look a lot like thanksgiving and i say that simply because uh, it's the annual sighting of the tv and radio reporters uh, at o'hare in front of long lines at tsa but the important thing is that maybe there's a lot of people at the airport but the good news is it's always moving but eventually there is a hiccup and you do have uh, your children and their carry-ons and all their stuff in tow so uh, what do you do if you encounter a snag Well, you know, the thing that um, I always like to make sure people know is that airports are actually a lot family friendlier these days than they ever used to be. You know, they have things like family bathrooms, um, nursing cubicles, nursing rooms, play areas for little ones. Um, Restaurants have high chairs. They often have kid menus. So I don't want people to be really intimidated about the idea of flying with their kids. It's not that hard, but you're still doing things with kids. And as we, we know, all of us, right, who have children, that doing anything with little kids is always harder than doing things without little kids. So the key is always to be prepared. You know, I was once on a flight um, on my way to Orlando, and the flight was delayed on the tarmac, which is about the worst thing that can happen. We'd already been loaded. We were stuck on the plane for two and a half hours. And, you know, it was like a, a daycare center. There were little kids everywhere. And the woman who was in the row with me, the mom of four, was amazing. She had treats. She had surprise bags. She had uh, electronics prepared for every kid. Every kid had their own set of headphones. So it's really all about preparing for the worst so you can handle it when it happens. And the other thing, and this is just above and beyond the travel tips, and this is just probably just good advice in life, is that uh, your kids will take their cues from you. So if you start to flip out, they're going to sense that. So it's really in your best interest, regardless of uh, how, how much the level of anger is rising inside your head, to externally be a cool customer. 
Well, absolutely. I mean, you you just travel is never going to be perfect. There's always going to be hiccups. And we know the weather, especially if you're going to head to the East Coast this weekend, the weather's probably going to mess you up. Um, you know, the all of the recommendations that we always have for travel, like if you can book a direct flight so you don't miss connections because of a late uh, a late takeoff, things like that, all those things hold true. But the one that you can never get away from is you just got to roll with the punches. Things are going to happen. Um, planes are going to be delayed. You just have to go there. You have to um, prepare. You have to be able to distract the kids with things that are fun. And, you know, there's a few things that I always tell people to bring. I mean, you know, I always think about snacks and, and the iPad and things, but bring a power cord. I mean, we've all been to the airport, right? And there's never enough plugs at the gates, although it's much better than it used to be. But if you're the mom who has the power strip and you can plug all four of your kids' iPads in so that they stay charged up and they don't end up, you know, like dying in the middle of the of the plane ride, you're going to win. And, and 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 be sure to get the the lightning plug too, the the ones that can charge your devices a lot faster than the standard plug. Because if you do find yourself delayed at some airport, uh, you want to be able to cycle those electronics through so your children can be uh, happy and content watching Bluey or Big City Greens while you're waiting for your flight situation to sort itself out. Well, and I also, you know, if you have kids that are young enough for those kinds of shows, they've got a lot of energy. So before you put them on the plane, if you can run them around a little, I think that's a great idea as well. So go find a gate at O'Hare that, you know, the plane just took off. So it's relatively empty and let the kids do some laps around the chairs. Just make sure that you're staying aware of what's happening with your own flight. Um, You know, download the app, always download the app for your airplane, uh, for your airline and your flight. So that's the fastest and easiest way to get updates about what's going on with your flight. And that way, while you're running the kids around the chairs at a different gate, you'll know if they change the gate for your flight or if the two-hour delay is now really an hour and a half and you need to rush back and get on the plane, you won't end up being having so much fun that you miss your flight. Cindy Richards, Editor-in-Chief of SheBuysTravel.com in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, a look at challenges facing Chicago's housing market. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Fresh housing data reveals existing home sales dropped to their lowest level since 2010. However, optimistic realtors foresee improvement if mortgage rates decline. Joining us to explain is Steve Kurtz, Chicago-based real estate expert. Steve, thank you for joining us today. And uh, it's, it's not a mystery and it sounds like just the same old story. Uh, Mortgage rates are very high. That is making uh, people reluctant to jump into the housing market. And uh, people who have existing homes locked in those low, low rates during the depths of the COVID pandemic, and they don't want to move. Uh, Yes, Rob, you're right. We have seen this movie before, and uh, we may be seeing it over and over again in the coming months. Uh, Not much has changed in all the points that uh, that you raised are still with us in the market. Uh, sales off nationally more than 14% in October, uh, but home prices continue to rise even as sales decline, which is is very unusual. They were up year over year about three and a half percent nationally. So I mean it's a very odd market, and as you point out, it all goes back to the inventory. There's so little existing housing on the market uh, that it that's what drives prices up, and that's what you say people just don't want to put something on the market in the current environment. 
Mortgage rates peaked in the eights a couple of months ago. Uh, Now they're in the sevens. And even if they fall into the sixes in the next year, assuming that the smart money is correct and the Fed does uh, cut rates just a little bit, uh, that's not enough to move the people who locked in a 2% or a low 3% rate in 2020. No, most likely not. I mean, I think you're looking at uh, sellers who are motivated to be in the market are are not motivated for financial reasons generally. Uh, They are either downsizing and looking to pay all cash for the next place they're going, so mortgage rates don't worry them or the, or you know it's just in the luxury market and they have the cash to get through these deals but for most folks uh, that have that great mortgage you know it's it's not a pleasant prospect to go out there and think you're going to triple the amount of uh, interest you're paying we're talking to steve kurtz chicago-based real estate expert is there a particular uh, home buying or home selling demographic that's going to move first to kind of unlock this market because i saw a story in the wall street journal earlier this week that said uh, if you are retired or on on the cusp of retirement and part of your retirement plans include uh you know, selling your home and then adding the proceeds to your retirement savings. Uh, and, and their suggestion was you sell now, regardless of the rate. Is that going to be the first group to move? I, I think that's where you're seeing a lot of sales happening these days, especially, you know, in, in places where you have a little bit older population. Uh, the problem is that a lot of those folks are living in communities where home prices are high, so you're you're still having to rely on the move up buyers to come in and pick up those properties. But it it is actually a fairly good financial planning move, especially you know if you can take a lot of equity out of the home you have, uh, you can be mortgage free in the next place you go, or you can rent. If that's if the, if that's the situation you're in, that's where you might be willing to put your home up for sale. Again, the question is which buyers are going to be able to afford it, uh, even if, as you say, mortgage rates come down slightly. Steve Kurtz, Chicago-based real estate expert. Thank you for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. Still ahead on this Travel Tuesday, finding the best vacation deals on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Protesters in a Chicago neighborhood express opposition to a migrant tent camp. Fierce fighting continues in Gaza amid talk of a possible prisoner swap. In Travel Tuesday, finding the best deals during Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Concerned about online fraud and theft leading to a rise in virtual credit cards. WBBM business markets are lower. The Dow down 84 points. The Nasdaq down 109. S&P 500 down 12. We have 41 degrees right now in Chicago under cloudy skies. At 1231, topping our news at the half hour, residents of the Brighton Park neighborhood on Chicago's southwest side are expressing their opposition to a planned migrant tent camp. They've been conducting protests at the site at 38th and California. This woman lives in the neighborhood. I don't know why they brought all these people here. Why? Why did they bring them out to, I mean, just not... Illinois, why are they bringing all these people into our country? I mean, like this. Southern Illinois has a lot of more room. Some of the demonstrators are carrying signs that read no shelter in Chicago and we need to be heard. Israeli troops are battling Palestinian militants in an urban refugee camp and outside a nearby hospital as the army expands operations across northern Gaza. Residents there have been without electricity or reliable access to water, food and other basics for weeks. Dr. Margaret Harris of the World Health Organization tells the BBC. Food, water, fuel would be the essential things and of course medicines. Uh, but the hospitals, the reason and they've all been, they're really struggling, is again, not enough fuel to generate power to do the normal functions all hospitals do. The other thing is, of course, we need fuel to, to, to gener- for the generators to make the sewage system work. We're extremely concerned about the massive increase in communicable diseases. Meantime, reports of a deal that would include a pause in fighting and a prisoner swap continue to circulate both from the Israeli and Hamas sides. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, B. Riley Financial, based in New York. Art, thank you for joining us today. And of course, uh, we're getting into that point in a holiday week, Art, where a lot of people have put up the out-of-office email. And how does that affect trading activity today, tomorrow, and the shortened session on Friday? Yeah, Rob, that's such a great point. I think most of the activity we're going to see this week happened yesterday. And uh, while we got a pretty important report um, this afternoon, the minutes from the Fed at 2 o'clock Eastern time, and we certainly get the uh, report on NVIDIA's earnings, which is one of the very closely watched artificial intelligence darlings, Away from that, once we put both of those in the review mirror, I don't suspect we're going to be able to drum up a lot of interest. What typically happens is lower volume tends to accentuate vo- uh, volatility. And if, if the market picks a direction, whether it reacts positively or negatively to either one of those two catalysts, you, get, you tend to see outsized moves that then get erased when everyone gets back from uh, watching football and eating turkey. So we do have a, a couple of big box retailers uh, talking about um, their their out their predictions for the holiday uh, shopping season. Uh, Lowe's, Best Buy, American Eagle, all uh, reporting weaker than expected sales so far. They've revised their holiday sales down. What does that say about the retail sector? What does it say about the consumer? What does it say about the economy? Yeah, I'll tell you this. You know, one of the things. 
that's been outstandingly surprising to everybody in 2023 is the resilience of the consumer, right? So one of the one of the things to keep in mind, though, is this is a consumer that bought plenty of goods during the pandemic and has shifted to buying more services, meaning things like going to a Taylor Swift concert or going to a, a football game or a or you know, traveling somewhere. So that shift has has really uh, put a drag on what we see in normal folks that just uh, deliver goods. And I think this is going to be one of those Christmas sh- uh, holiday seasons that uh, we see plenty of consumer spending, but it's likely more on services than goods. And that adversely affects some of those uh, companies you just named, the big box retailers, and 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 certainly the other piece of the puzzle is the housing industry is that we had got the uh, home sales numbers out this morning and and there's just no movement there's no inventory nobody wants to get out of their mortgage of three percent and buy a new house with a seven percent mortgage so we're just not seeing any home sales and then the housing adjacent stocks like lowe's and home depot feel the effect of that and we also had a big pull forward of renovations during the pandemic so i think we're still working out some of the kinks um shifting from uh, services to goods but i think in general we're going to have a solid holiday shopping season it's likely going to be more experiences than it is sweaters though and then, and then very quickly, Art, uh, looking at this drama that's taking place in San Francisco, the uh, the, 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 the boardroom intrigue at uh, OpenAI, the uh, makers of the uh, ChatGPT application, uh, from my perspective, it looks like uh, there was a boardroom battle between the, the, the side that says uh, artificial intelligence technology uh, needs to be created with uh, ethics and humanity in mind, and then there was the other side that says, no, we have to make as much money as possible, and that's playing out in a sector that really powered the economy and powered the stock market for most of the year. Yeah, and I, I believe there's the middle ground there. I certainly think that uh, that shocked the world to happen on a Friday afternoon, and uh, all of that boardroom drama continues to play out. I think that at the end of the day, Microsoft wins either way here, and I, th- I certainly think being the largest owner of um, OpenAI with a 49% uh, stake in that, whether the leadership from OpenAI heads over to Microsoft and starts their own division there, or the board resigns or uh, decides to uh, bring the leadership back. And I think the the best case scenario for us is to see that leadership back at OpenAI probably have some different board membership and certainly continue along the path that they've been on. But I think your original point is correct. I think that's where the, the, um, the process fell apart in so much as the board had an idea that they were a nonprofit and the leadership of the company thought they actually should be making some profits. And, and, we'll, and I think that's where they have to sort things out. But I, I bet by Monday we're going to have a, uh, an open AI that's back in business. Art Hogan, Chief Market Strategist, B. Riley Financial, based in New York. Thanks for joining us. Have a happy Thanksgiving, too. Coming up next in Travel Tuesday, scooping up vacation deals during special holiday sales. Compounding your interest with an economy of words. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday on the Noon Business Hour. And in this segment, we're looking at ways to unlock unbeatable Black Friday and Cyber Monday travel deals. We're joined by Juliet Huddy, travel vlogger and curator, Jet Set Juliet, finder on X-Knee Twitter, at Jet Set Juliet. Uh, Juliet, thanks for joining us today. You know, Black Friday is not, it's yeah. it's it's not for TVs or, or getting great deals on refrigerators anymore. Uh, you can get some pretty good travel deals uh, coming up yeah. uh, either Friday or Monday. Yeah, all, well, there's also one more day. So here's the deal. Inflation, as you know, is it's making Americans rethink what we spend our money on. The one industry that not only isn't taking a hit, it's not taking a hit, it's thriving, 
is travel. I actually hosted this big media event in New York City last week, and the message from every advertising executive, Rob, in that room was, because of COVID, Americans are now choosing experiences. In other words, we want memories, not material things. So we were stuck inside for two years, you know, obviously during COVID. Seeing the country, seeing the world, it's not guaranteed. And the travel industry knows this. So in general, they're a lot more willing these days to offer great deals now to secure your loyalty later. And this upcoming holiday weekend is hands down the absolute best time to snag a deal. So I do have a couple tips for you. Um, Number one, figure out definitively where you want to go, what you want to do, who you want to do it with, and how much you want to spend. And do this yesterday. Like, do it now. I mean, I get it. There are so many options, Hawaii, the Caribbean, Europe, but you've got to focus and you've got to know this going into the game. Also, it's the time to follow. And that's actually tip number two. Follow your favorite countries, uh, your favorite hotel groups, cruise lines, um, on social media, and here's why. So I love the Baglioni Hotel Group. It's fancy, which, so, which is why I never really stay there. But <laughs> I follow them on Twitter, and I saw that they're offering 35% off um, as their Black Friday deal. Now, had I not followed them, I would not have known that. So that's a big deal. I mean, social media is kind of like king uh, when it comes to getting travel deals. And this leads me to tip number three. You've got to be ready to book. I mean, you have to have your credit card out and you've got to be ready to go because the deals are flying. I mean, they're flying off the shelves. This is not the time to lollygag, guys. So my husband and I, we've been talking about going back to see our friends in Venice, Italy. And we can snag, actually, that 35% off at the Baglioni property in Venice, but we have to book before the end of the holiday weekend. But we're ready because I was prepared. Um, and I know that I'm, I'm kind of creating this frantic vibe, but there is actually one area, and Rob, I know you understand this, where you don't want to rush, and that's tip number four, when you're reading the rules. There are rules. There are, you know, there's, there's a game here going on. It's the best feeling to click book when you get a killer rate, but it's the worst feeling when you can't get your money back if, God forbid, you have to cancel. Um, so, you know, the, by the way, this is like tip number four and a half. Use a travel agent or a planner or a curator, like an expert, if you can. So we're here for you if something goes wrong. Like, it's, it's on us to make sure nothing does go wrong. And we, we do read the rules for you. Um, but we also know ahead of time when the deals are going to be released and even what they're going to be. So I have a lot of clients who love river cruises. One of my favorite cruise lines is Uniworld. And they're about to launch this really cool 12 Days of Christmas event where you go on their site and you open a new present, you know, a new deal every day for 12 days the first to be opened on Black Friday. And by the way, one of these presents is 50% off of a cruise. I mean, like we're talking, you know, world's not cheap, but we're talking thousands of dollars in savings. Um, and if you prefer bigger ships, Celebrity Cruise Lines, which is also my favorite, they're offering up to 75% off of a second guest. And also you'll save up to $300 or you'll get $300 in onboard credit. Um, so, I mean, of course, if you follow Uniworld or Celebrity on social media, like I said earlier, you would already know this. Um, and finally, tip number five, this is the most important tip. Be flexible. The best deals go to travelers who are open to where they want to go and when. For me, I mean, it's anywhere in Europe next year. I mean, that's focused, but it leaves me with a lot of possibilities, obviously. But thanks to the newbie on the block, Travel Tuesday, you can get some of the absolute best greatest, most awesome deals of the entire year. This is the day, Rob, where airlines and other travel outlets, they'll, pro- they'll post their brand new deals that you didn't see on Black Friday or Cyber Monday. 
and this is when you're going to see the flash sales. These are the huge, huge, huge ultra discounts. Um, again, you just have to be flexible on your destinations and your dates, and you have to be ready to book immediately. Juliet Huddy, travel vlogger and curator at Jet Set Juliet. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Personal Finance Wednesday and still to come, a primer on the virtual credit card. Compounding your interest with an economy of words, this is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday on the Noon Business Hour. In this segment, we're looking at ways to unlock unbeatable Black Friday and Cyber Monday travel deals. We're joined by Juliet Huddy, travel vlogger and curator, Jet Jet Set Juliet, finder on X knee Twitter at Jet Set Juliet. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Using a virtual credit card for online or phone purchases, phone purchases can add an extra layer of protection against fraud. Joining us with a 101 class on them is Ted Rossman, industry analyst, creditcards.com, based in New York. Ted, thank you for joining us today. And of course, a lot of. Uh, Online credit card use will take place between now and December 25th. Now that the holiday shopping season is really kicking into gear. And I would imagine that's also a prime time for uh, cyber criminals who want to uh, steal your credit card information. That's right. Yeah, this can actually be a really good step to limit the risk because, well, first of all, credit cards have really good fraud protection. So you're covered there. Debit cards have fraud protection, too, but it's real money missing from your checking account. So that's why I like credit better from a safety standpoint. It's the bank's money, not your own, up until you pay them back. But specifically on this virtual card number, it's basically a disposable number that you get from card issuers like Amex and Capital One and Citi. The beauty there is that if it's stolen, not only are you not liable for the fraud, but you don't then need to reset all of your other auto payments and you don't need to get a new card because all that was exposed was the disposable number, not the true number. Right. It's it's basically a virtual, for lack of a better word, burner credit card. I mean, burner kind of has all sorts of uh, uh, connotations about using this for nefarious purposes, but it's just, it's, it's randomized. They're constantly changing. And as you say, if uh, somebody manages to uh, intercept uh, your credit card number and your expiration date and all the, uh, the, the numbers associated with it, it's just the random number and it's not attached to you. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. So the way to set it up is you could go on to a card issuer's website like City or Capital One. They both offer these. You can do it on the web. You can do it on the app. You sign up ahead of time. And then when it comes time to make the purchase, you're going to type in this disposable temporary virtual number into the website, not your actual card number printed on the card. Amex works a little differently. They do this through a partnership with Google. So if you use the Google Chrome browser, you could be eligible for this. Or if you have an Android phone, I think it's especially useful if you're shopping on an unfamiliar website and you're not really sure if you should trust it or not. Using a disposable or virtual card number can really safeguard and contain any potential problems. And then uh, very quickly, how recent of a development is this? They've been around for a few years. I don't think they've totally caught on all that widely. I actually think they can be useful, um, but I think sometimes people either aren't aware of it or they don't see the benefit, but I, I think it could be a useful step. 
Ted Rossman, industry analyst, creditcards.com, based in New York. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of the show, just go to our stream. Skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.